0: It's the show where the topics are topical, but not typical. This is Atypically Topical with Mindy and Josh. All right, this is to salvage at least one point here, okay. or it's going to be a clean sweep for me. Man who swallowed 200... And f- so remember, there's, it's been one Japanese and one Florida story, so... You have no advantage as far as if I picked one. All right. Man who swallowed 246 cocaine packets dies on a flight.
1: See, this sounds like Florida, but I don't know if this is Japan. (laughs) Do Japanese people do cocaine? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say this is Florida because I feel like... Yeah, I'm just going to say Florida.
0: Florida just because? Yeah. Okay, May 2019. So all of these were this year. A forty two year old man died on a flight after swallowing two hundred and forty six packets of cocaine and having a seizure. An autopsy revealed the cause of death, which was brain swelling from cocaine overdose, obviously.
1: <laughs> I mean, what if it was just like
0: <laughs> he died of a like
1: heart attack? <laughs> yeah.
0: Or just he died of like he broke his neck or something. After the man's body was removed from an Ido Mexico flight that made an emergency landing in northern Mexico, according to a statement issued by the Office of the Attorney General. You, you look pretty happy, right? Yeah. Um, staff noticed that a person was suffering from seizures, so they requested to make an emergency landing in Edmis, Ed Edmosillo, I guess? Well, how do you, yeah. it's, it's Edmosillo. H-E-R-M-O-S-I-L-L-O.
1: Wait, H-E?
0: H-E-R-M-O-S-I-L-L-O. Yeah. Edmosio. Ed according to the statement. And the flight was from Bogota to Tokyo, and it was a Japanese man. God damn it! Son <laughs> of a bitch! You thought the, floor, the uh, Mexico thing was going to help you because it's the Japanese
1: have failed me again.
0: Commit <laughs> seppuku! <laughs> what is it? <laughs> seppuku?
1: Seppuku, yeah. yeah. No, don't commit, don't commit seppuku. Don't commit seppuku. Please don't. Seek Mental health resources. Do not commit Sapuku. I
0: mean, to be honest, you kinda of shamed yourself, so you might want to <laughs> Alright, so I got you this time. I swept you I swept you <laughs> across the board here. I guess it's really hard to tell what I, happened I think... in Japan and what happened. Even harder than Germany and Florida, which Well,
1: I think that's I view the Japanese very highly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you didn't want any of them to be? You yeah. picked one of them at least. Well, but...
1: I was like, I know the Japanese are into some shit, but like, (laughs) do they do cocaine? I wasn't sure to hear about that.
0: And another one, (laughs) just on fire. Okay, so um, we'll we'll uh, pause there so you can get some more. All right, so from that massacre, (laughs) we'll get onto my main story here because it's pretty long. Okay. Um, this was from a, I believe it was a New York Post article in December of 2016. December tenth, so not quite oh, your birthday, but
1: yeah, almost oh, my birthday. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, it was by somebody named Maureen Callahan, and it was uh, this is the chilling stories behind Japan's evaporating people. What? Yeah, her eyebrows <laughs> just went up a lot.
1: I'm trying to do the Jack Black thing. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do it with the other side though. Wait, he
0: does that. I was just thinking of the Rock. He just the, well, the yeah, eyebrow, one but eyebrow, he, but Jack, oh, he does like a little wave he, with his yeah, eyebrows. Yeah,
1: he he does both. Yeah, see, I can't can do, can do that. I can only do it with one side, and then <laughs> the other side. I'm like,
0: too bad we're not a. I mean, maybe it's better we're not a video podcast because yeah, uh, you, you know the what face I face mean. you just made was kind of all right.
1: You don't you know what need see me like that. Okay, so
0: this is let me um. Let's get into it because there's a lot here. Okay, so this was just like a long-form article about um, a study that somebody did about some people in Japan, okay? Okay. As a newlywed in the 1980s, a Japanese martial arts master named Ichiro expected only good things. He and his wife, Tomoko, lived among the cherry blossoms in Saitama, a prosperous city just outside Tokyo.
1: That's that's what the cherry blossoms I heard are really good. Oh, yeah?
0: Yeah. The couple had their first child, a boy named Tim. They own their house.
1: Oh, and, why why'd they name him Tim? I don't
0: know. Such Maybe it's like the English translation.
1: Boring name, yeah. Tim.
0: They owned their house and took out a loan to open a dumpling restaurant. So, mm-hmm. on am okay. yeah. yeah,
1: good.
0: Then the market crashed. Oh, okay. Suddenly, they were deeply in debt. So, they did what hundreds of thousands of Japanese have done in similar circumstances. They sold their house, packed up their family, and disappeared for good. So uh, this is So, what if you're, you're
1: in debt, you can just disappear and... I think this is okay. kind
0: of where we're leading to here. Uh, people are cowards, Ichiro says today. They all want to throw in the towel one day to disappear and reappear somebody uh, somewhere where nobody knows them. I never envisioned running away to be an end in itself. Uh, you know, a disappearance is something you can never shake. Fleeing is a fast track toward death. Of the many oddities that are culturally specific to Japan, this one is less known. And it's the curious case of the evaporated people. Since the mid nineteen nineties, it's estimated that at least one hundred thousand uh, Japanese men and women vanish annually. They're the architects. Wait, of... so
1: every year a hundred thousand people vanish?
0: Yes, but vanish is kind of like, not, but not, not not like not, not, not literally vanish. Not honestly.
1: like Avengers vanish. <laughs> yeah,
0: but... <laughs> exactly. Not Thanos. <laughs> they are the arch- They are the architects of their own disappearances banishing themselves over indignities large and small like divorce debt losing a job or failing an exam can you imagine making yourself disappear if you failed an exam mm,
1: yeah when did i fail an exam
0: <laughs> never
1: no probably in high school
0: so i got it, a c
1: in, in anatomy so oh,
0: okay
1: i must have failed at some point in the <laughs> yeah. class
0: So there was an in-depth report um, in 2008 by a French journalist named Lena Mauger. She spent uh, five years reporting a story she had with a collaborator named um, Stephanie Rameel. So Mauger tells the New York Post, it's so taboo, it's something you can't really talk about, but people can disappear because there's another society underneath Japan's society. When people disappear, they know they can find a way to survive. So this is basically just like if you've messed up in your life, you can just reset and disappear from it and and just live a new life.
1: It sounds like they're avoiding their problems. It is definitely what's mm-hmm. happening
0: here. These lost souls, it turns out, live in lost cities of their own making. The city of Sanya, as she writes, isn't located on any map. Technically, it doesn't even exist. It's a slum within Tokyo. One whose name mm. has been erased by authorities. What work can be found here is run by the yakuza, which is uh, Japanese mafia. mafia. Yeah, you got it. Or employers looking for cheap, off-the-books labor. I've
1: heard of the yakuza.
0: Yeah, they've been in a lot of movies and stuff. Yeah. The evaporated live. Uh, the evaporated live in tiny, squalid hotel rooms, often without internet or private toilets. Taking in without
1: internet. Without private <laughs> toilets. Oh <laughs> well, no! Just without internet. Yeah, no. <laughs>
0: Talking in most hotels is forbidden after 6 p.m. Mm. Here, Mogger met a man named... Okay, so there's going to be a few examples of people that have done this. Okay. So this is where it gets even more interesting. Here, Mogger met a man named Norihiro. He's now 50. He Mm. disappeared himself 10 years ago. I don't know if that's the right grammar, but... He had been cheating on his wife, but his true disgrace was losing his job as an engineer. So he's like, that's fine if I sleep with someone else, but damn, my job. Too- I mean,
1: engineering is a good job, yeah. I
0: guess. Too ashamed to tell his family, he initially kept up appearances. He'd get up early each weekday, put on a suit and tie, grab his briefcase, and kiss his wife goodbye. Then he would drive to his former office building and spend the entire workday sitting in his car, not eating, not calling anyone.
1: I've heard men do that, like, if they want to keep up appearances, mm-hmm. if they still have. Their old job. They'll just like tribe around until yeah. they get, and then they come back to around the time right. they usually get back. My
0: question is, why would you not eat? No one's gonna know if you eat or not. <laughs> he just stood in his car and like punished himself. That's probably part of it. Is like they always want to feel like they are being punished for their own like. Maybe they can mistakes. punish
1: myself by, by eating shitty things like olives. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <I guess> so. <laughs> <laughs> he did this for one week. <clears throat> The fear that his true situation would be discovered was unbearable. So, of course, the guilt got to him. And he goes, uh, so he says, I couldn't do it anymore. After 19 hours, I was still waiting because I used to go out for drinks with my bosses and colleagues. I would roam around. And when I finally returned home, I got the impression that my wife and son had doubts. I felt guilty. I didn't have a salary to give them anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Mm -hmm. it would become obvious after a while, like, not that long that you're not bringing in money anymore, you know? Uh, on what would have been his payday, Norihiro groomed himself immaculately and got on his usual train, but went the other direction towards Sonya. He left no word, no note, and for all his family knows, he wandered, he wandered into suicide forest and killed himself. Mm. So, today, he lives under an assumed name in a windowless room he secures with a padlock. He drinks and smokes too much and has resolved to live out the rest of his days practicing... His masochistic form of penance. After all this time, he says, I would certainly take back my old identity. But I don't want my family to see me in this state. Look at me. I look like nothing. I am nothing. If I die tomorrow, I don't want anyone to be able to recognize me. That's sad. Right? It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, so... That's
1: that's kind of one of the downsides of Japanese culture is the expectation to, I guess...
0: Excel follow, and everything, and if you don't, yeah. then you have to be follow, punished fl- in some to follow way.
1: Follow a certain path, like, to yeah. be successful, to have a good job, and mm-hmm. whatever else, to look a certain way as well. But, I mean, it's it's very similar to American culture, though. Like, yeah. we expect the same things from people here, but other, we don't have, like, a secret place to go to and escape
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as far as we know, if it's secret enough, then we might not know about it.
1: Well, maybe...
0: Okay. <laughs> i your chin. Okay, let's get to the next case here. Yuichi is a former... Constru- <laughs> it sounded like Luigi. It's e- Y-U-I-C-H-I. So it's like Yuichi. Mm, Yuichi. Yuichi is a former construction worker who vanished in the mid-1990s. He had been taking care of his sick mother and the expenses involved... Uh, which were, like, home health care, food, rent, uh, they bankrupted him. Hmm. I couldn't handle failing my mother, he says. She had given me everything, but I was incapable of taking care of her. What he did next may seem paradoxical, even perverse, but in Japanese culture, in which suicide is considered the most dignified way to erase the shame one has visited upon their family, it makes sense.
1: I wonder that goes back to samurai
0: yeah it ties into it for sure he brought his mother to a cheap hotel he rented her a room and left her there never to return and he disappeared to Sanya, that same city yeah so fucked up right yes yeah. here he says you see people in the street but they never uh, but they have already ceased to exist when we fled from society, from society we disappeared the first time here we are killing ourselves slowly yeah, it's, it's messed up. Um, evaporations have surged in Japan at key points. So after uh, the aftermath of World War II, when national shame was at its apex, and then the aftermath of the financial crisis in 1989 and 2008, a shadow economy has emerged to service those who want to never be found. So basically, there's like a company that came out that'll help you disappear if you shame yourself too much or your family too much. And they're called. Tom's
1: just like the samurai, bro.
0: <laughs> Nighttime Movers was one such company. They were started by a man named Tom Cruise. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> Show Hatori. He'd run a legitimate moving service until one night in a karaoke bar, a woman asked if he could arrange. Isn't
1: there a song that starts like that? What? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um. A woman asked um, if he could arrange for her to disappear along with her furniture. <laughs> I don't know why that's the most important thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I understand your pets or something, <laughs> yeah. but if furniture?
0: She said she could not stand her husband's debts, which were ruining her life. He charged 3400 per midnight move. His clientele was vast, from housewives who had shopped their families into debt to women whose husbands had left them to university students who were sick of doing chores in their dorms. He refused to give specifics to the authors, but he eventually quit. As a child, he himself had disappeared uh, had disappeared with his parents from Kyoto after they found themselves in debt. He believes that his former line of work was a kindness, so this is the head of that company. Mm. People often associate uh, this with cowardice, but while doing this work, I came to understand it as a beneficial move. So he's kind of defending this as a as a thing to do. Yeah. Whatever shame motivates a Japanese citizen to vanish, it's no less painful than the boomerang effect on their families, who in turn are so shamed by having a missing relative that they won't even report it. So it's like a cycle.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like
0: insane. there's this shame all over the place. Shame, shame, shame. shame Fucking Game of Thrones. Whatever oh, her name was.
1: Well, I was going to say Mulan, but that's kind of racist. <laughs> Why? Well, no, because it was like, we should remember, he was yeah. like, shame on your family, <laughs> yeah. shame on your job. I mean, no, it's
0: not racist. It wasn't there samurais in that and stuff? It's, no. No? Okay, Samurais that out. are
1: strictly Japanese.
0: <clears throat> oh, okay. And she was where? Chinese. Mm. Okay, I'll take that out. Um, <laughs> those families who actually do search turn to a private group called Supportive of Families of Missing People, which keeps all clients and details private. Its address is hard to find, and its headquarters consist of one small room with one desk and walls covered with cigarette smoke. Mm. So it's like a bunch of smog. Mm -hmm. The organization is staffed with detectives, often with evaporations or suicides in their own family history, and so they were motivated to become detectives themselves, Mm -hmm. who usually take on these cases pro bono. You know what that means? Yeah. Yeah, just free. They average three hundred cases a year, and their work is difficult. Holy shit! Yeah,
1: three hundred cases. It's like (laughs) sixty-five free. What? (laughs) Well, if you have like a day working on a (laughs) case. All
0: right, Um, I didn't know this part. So, unlike the U.S., there is no national database for missing people in Japan. Hmm. There are no documents or identifiers, no social security numbers that can be used to track somebody. It is also against the law for police to access ATM transactions or financial records, so they're really playing with against a uh, with a short deck. I don't know what the term is. Most of the investigations, short stick. huh? Short yeah. stick, sure. Most of the investigations end partway through, says that one of the detectives who serves as the group's director. The prohibited cost of hiring private detectives is five hundred dollars a day, up to fifteen thousand a month impossible for those whose loved one has fled due to debt so most people that have fled their families can't afford them
1: and at the same time they're like well they disrespected our families. so like why would we
0: spend all that right yeah the people who flee debt and violence change their names and sometimes their appearances he says the others aren't thinking people will try to find or yeah so he says mm-hmm. um, he was able to find one young man who disappeared at age 20 he hadn't come home after taking an exam, and by chance, one of his friends spotted him in southern Tokyo. He wandered the streets until finding the student, who was, as Mauger writes, shaking from shame. He had not taken the exam the exam, for fear of failing it and disappointing his family. Tempted by suicide, he had not found a way to take his life. One last case here, which is the worst one, I, I think. Oh, great. Another case unresolved involved the young mother of a disabled 8-year-old boy.
1: How is he disabled though?
0: I don't think it says. On the day of her I'm
1: sorry, s- I work with kids with special needs so yeah. like if you say someone has a disability or disabled then, like how bad is it? Yeah.
0: I mean it's still it's not great. Even if it's just a just a uh, an 8-year-old boy in general. Yeah,
1: I guess so. that's true.
0: <laughs> On the day of her son's on the day of her son's school musical in which he was performing, the mother disappeared despite promising the boy she'd be sitting in the front row. <sighs> right?
1: Yeah. Just...
0: Her seat remained empty. She was never seen again. Her husband and child agonized. The woman had never given any any indication she was unhappy, in pain, or had done something she thought wrong. So... <laughs>
1: That's just... This is the
0: kind of thing that's happening. That I mean, that happens with this uh, evaporating people. Um, the detective remains hopeful. She's a mother, he tells the reporter. Maybe her path will lead her back to her loved ones. And that's where we end.
1: It's just like... I have students that mm-hmm. aren't my kids. But like... Like, I have one student right now that I'm testing who he's like... I tested him on Thursday and Mm then on Friday I went in again Mm -hmm. and then he like as soon as he saw me, he ran up and hugged me. And it was like (laughs) and like my heart, yeah, and like and like my whole interaction with him afterwards is just like like how could you ever do anything to hurt Mm -hmm. a child? You know? Yeah. I work with a lot of families and a lot of kids that have experience some kind of like abuse Mm. and it's hard and, and it's honestly it's really hard for me to be like how like how how do you do that like how can you right say something to a little kid like I mean, what that parent did is not nearly as bad of like as bad as like so what some of my kids have gone through. Yeah. But still, like I mean, how how, how can you tell your, bad, no. your your child like, hey, I'm going to be here to support you and then yeah. not do it. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's it just
0: that's the, uh, the culture that is uh, instilled in a lot of them is like you'd rather just it's like you feel the shame so so much that you would just you think you everybody would be better off without you because of what you've brought to them Mm -hmm. even though it's not true and it's really sad and um you know that's that's what evaporating people is it's it's a big such a a bummer i know sorry (laughs) we're gonna have to do our next episode about like uh Another puppies episode or something. <laughs> or like puppies with
1: pu- powerful women.
0: Yeah, powerful mm-hmm. women holding puppies that have bouquets in their mouths.
1: It would be like <laughs> Michelle Obama holding a golden doodle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, that'll be episode fifty-six. Look forward to that, everybody. Yeah, it'll be a what, long title, our, but we'll get to guest, it. special guest
1: Michelle Obama. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm gonna pull a uh, Conan O'Brien on that one.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well sorry guys
1: yeah sorry for that bummer but hey you learned
0: a lot of things i learned a lot yeah we can't control these things we can only learn from them and make sure we never abandon our children
1: and and like i said and you know i love japan but there's always shitty people in every like race nationality country gender gender, city race yes and on that note That we just highlighted. By the way, we're engaged,
0: freshly engaged. Let's go on that high note. (laughs) Let's go ahead and grab our glasses. Oh wait, what is the what's the phrase? Raise our glasses here.
1: You already forgot.
0: Let's go ahead and raise our glasses here. And go grab a refill. All right, bye guys. Bye everybody. Sorry.
1: Do Japanese people do cocaine?